Now they'll move it to Axe. Look in the middle, dunk score. The roommates, bridge to Mormando. On today's episode, we welcome our good friend Wyatt Haney into the Lax Lounge. We kick off talking about how he got into lacrosse growing up in the hotbed of Maryland and all of our careers as T-ball studs. We talk a bit about how Wyatt got to Cabrini and talk about managing the ups and downs of being a college lacrosse player. From there, we share some of our favorite jerseys of all time, preview our conference championship game, and talk about Wyatt's connection to the University of Idaho murders. We end with a draft of the best superheroes, which might be the most evenly matched draft we've had yet. Our conversation has some great stories, wholesome moments, and plenty of laughs along the way. As always, make sure to subscribe and vote for who won the draft at the end of the episode. Let's send it over to the Lax Lounge. White Amy, welcome to the Lax Lounge. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to have you on. We just got, we want to pick it up right away. Before we hit record here today, why came in, we're kind of just preparing. We were having a top-tier conversation just about, like, one lacrosse and then it turned into t-ball and our adventures of like how we got started playing lacrosse so i guess before we get into that introduce yourself tell tell us a little bit about yourself for all those listening out there yeah uh, my name is wyatt haney um i'm a midfielder at cabrini university i'm a sophomore now i'm from glenelg maryland and uh happy to be here hell yeah hell yeah so wyatt let's just pick up right where we kind of started so we're talking a little bit about we are preparing for our conference championship uh for lacrosse we had our semifinal yesterday we'll probably touch on that a little bit later but the big thing that kind of got us going was talking about we're pretty good in conference as a lacrosse team yeah i was uh i just got off the phone with my sister actually on the way here and her boy her boyfriend he went to uh washington college and just talking about lacrosse and ever in the conference. And I remembered them saying in senior day that we have been getting up to 168 game win streak when it comes to conference play. And that's a pretty big defiance of how we've been. And Over how many years? It is, what I is think, that? 24 this year if we 24 win. 24 years. 24. We are in a 23-year win streak wow. of winning our conference. That's a combination of the CSAC, the AEC, whatever it was mm-hmm. before. But we have dominated conference play, and it's helped us because it gives us an automatic berth into the NCAA tournament. So the past couple of years, we haven't had to worry about a couple. The past, like, decade, we haven't had to worry about being in, like, a Mac Commonwealth or a Centennial, which we were talking about, where you have to battle for the automatic bid and then hope you can get an at-large if you don't. Because there's only 10 at-large bids in D3. So that's where it really does come to our advantage. But we have a conversation a lot of, like, how we would fare in a more competitive conference and that kind of got us talking about like high school lacrosse like our experiences and sort of why we came to cabrini because one of the things that i brought up was when schools were looking at me i would look at their record and kind of see like how successful have they been are they a young program are they up and coming like when you were looking at cabrini wyatt what was some of the things compared to other schools you were looking at that kind of made it jump out and by the end you're like this is where i want to come yeah um so from being from Maryland, obviously being that culture of playing lacrosse, playing lacrosse, potentially playing college lacrosse, I I knew I wanted to play college lacrosse. You know, I was kind of like meant for it. Like my sisters, they both play college lacrosse. 
And when I was looking at Cabrini, I personally wanted to go somewhere out of state. I know that's a big thing for you, Fridgie. I mean, you're 3,000 miles away from home. Just a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, I have kind of learned, like, a former coach to mind, be comfortable with the uncomfortable. And being, I mean, like, it's a two and a hour, two and a half hour, like, drive. I mean, that's not very far. But it's it's just a different environment. Different people, different culture. And when I was looking at Cabrini, like, I saw this, and I saw this conference play, and I saw how, like, the potential they can develop the people here. And I know, like, like this will do me good. Like, this is somewhere I can grow. And, like, being in this culture, I met a few of the players, and I loved every minute of it. And, I mean, Cole, like, really did a good job explaining how their pedigree over the 20 years he put into this place eventually they got him to a national championship yeah he's the greatest salesman in pennsylvania absolutely hands down yeah. Yeah. oh my gosh yeah, like yeah. he could sell a pencil to anybody who's looking for a pen he could sell a pencil to a guy that can't read yeah 100 or right or right yeah. Yeah, right <laughs> um but nick we were kind of talking about how like our high school experiences really led us to kind of really seeking to win like for me it was i started out my freshman year at my local public school and we had just come off of like one of our first state playoff berths like the program was looking really strong i was excited to go and it was going to be playing with the best player in our program's history as a senior who had just i think won like player not player of the year but he had gone to high accolade within the state led the state in goals and shout out jaron johnson you're not listening but shout out to you um no no who knows one day we get okay totally off topic we have had so many like og people in both of our lives people love us (laughs) dude it's great you get mad like texting and dms and everything oh my gosh it's a good following i say it every episode my mom is our number one fan like she will give me a she'll be listening to it as she's working and will give me a rundown as she's going through of like points of the episode like she was talking about the uh super villains in the last one and she was saying like oh my gosh heath leather ledger joker that's the best villain of all time like i still it still gives me chills i agree with that big time exactly um so by the way i did vote for i did vote for your starting five let's go i haven't seen the numbers when, when we check this morning or yesterday it was Ruchi was in the lead wow which 52% he, he had a sneaky team because he got CJ up there <laughs> zero zero percent I, I still can't believe that he had the confidence to go out there and say Yao Ming and Muggsy Bogues Muggsy Bogues I think I have kind of a deep hatred for Muggsy Bogues I don't know why he's a Baltimore guy he's a seems like a great guy I think I would beat him in a one on one and that's just me cockiness I mean, he's five foot three. Five foot three, like he's what is five. A, we did that. Five oh, foot what? three. I know. We, I, I didn't know we looked that up. But what a hard five elbow three. to the chest, though. He's flying. Five. Couldn't he dunk though? No, that was Spud Webb. Spud yes. Webb. How tall was he? I think he was five five. I want to say five five five, five, five four. Wow. He was like a couple inches taller. Off right topic. Now. So we have a. I mean, I live with five roommates, and they are all clowns. By the way, just to fill this in. Yeah, anyway, so we had a really big conversation and debate. So my one roommate who's 6'4", I'm not even going to name his name, but he, me and him got into a heated debate, and I'd like to ask you guys now, which one would you rather do? Would you rather be an, would you rather be a phenomenal three-point shooter, like pretty lights out, mm-hmm. like you're, you're shooting like almost 50% from three, or... Your height, your ability, you can dunk. Which one are you choosing? Phenomenal three-point shooter every three-pointer. time. 
what? every single time because there's no guarantee I'm going to be able to dunk on any play at my height. Like, okay, I have to drive through an entire lane and go over a seven-foot guy. Like, even if I can throw down 360 between the legs, that'd be sick, but off the court. Like, when I'm on the court, I'm a liability, I'd say. Whereas a three-point shooter, I know how to get open outside. I play basketball all the time, and I'm always open outside, and I pull up, and either I'm the best shooter on the planet or I can't buy a shot with $1,000. Like, I think I could find a game style where if I'm a lights-out shooter shooting 50%, I'm going to make a career out of it. At my yeah, height. That doesn't surprise me at all that you answered it that way. <laughs> would you, would you dunk? Going down. Would I dunk? Yeah, would you be the dunker? Are you kidding me? Yes. <laughs> I, I can't dunk, but Background. I would much rather shoot. Background for the people. I am 5'8", five, 5'7", five, white kid. I actually don't even know if I can see the rim. Imagine yeah. you go into a gym, you're like... Did that 5'8 white kid just dunk? I just go into lift and I see Wyatt flying across the gym. Yeah, I would love that. I would love that. That would be awesome. Yeah, I guess I'm just going for the style. What did Kirk Kirk pick? Three-point shooting. Because he has the height, so he he could learn out of how to dunk. Here's the thing. That's what I think, too. I think he's too stubborn because I know he can't dunk and he's ashamed and he's really feeling a deep (laughs) conflict in his character and he can't dunk and he's 6'4". I mean that's that's a valid point. Okay, sorry to get us off track. No, no, no we've been off track since we yeah, started. That's that's all. Right. That's, all okay. that's all we do. That's yeah. all right. Fourteen um, seven, uh, Georgetown over Providence. Yeah, we're live watching some uh, for some lacrosse for once on yeah. a lacrosse show. Look at the wax life. So it's it's the biggest semis. Georgetown Providence. After this is going to be Denver Nova, which is should be a really good game. Um, but I think where I was trying to get us going, uh, talking about my freshman year, where like. We were supposed to be like a really solid team, and then we just sucked. And it was one of the hardest years of lacrosse for me. Like I was very close to quitting. I was so close to being like, I'm only gonna play summer ball. I'm gonna go run track. Like I can't do this. Um, and then I ended up transferring schools and going to um, O'Day down Seattle private school, and they were a really really good program. And I kind of found my love for lacrosse again. And, like, I was with a bunch of people that were also just as committed as I was to the sport and, like, wanting to get better. And I had a blast. And it's, like, it's it's really nice when you win. Like, to be cocky like that, like, it, it's awesome to win. Um, and, Nick, I think you had the best different perspective on that. Yeah. Where, like, your high school career was kind of like my freshman year, but, like, for four years. Yeah. I mean, my sophomore year, we did really well. For It was the best year in – uh, our high school's history. Uh, rec- I want to. I don't know record wise, but we made it to the to the uh, district playoffs for the first time, and I think it was like 12, 15 years. So that you know that was pretty cool to be a part of. And then seniors left. COVID happened. Um, now I'm a senior, or then I was a senior, and we had seven seven seniors, seven sophomores, zero like maybe one freshman, zero juniors. So yeah. Didn't you have to like cancel your senior season? Yeah, um, three of our three of the captains, me, Johnny, and uh, CJ, um, got together, made the decision, brought it up to the admin. Um, yeah, that it was extremely frustrating that meeting alone, and then. And didn't you say like you just you just need to call it? Like, it was we had yeah, healthy. so we started off. I think it was like we had 16, 17 kids, and um, injuries happen. Kids were coming back from other sports where they were banged up already. Um, got down to 11 kids and, yeah, 
got together. We were like, we, we can't do this anymore. We had four, what was it? 14 games in 21 days. Wow. Cause we had our, uh, our ice hockey team actually won the district championship. So go box. Yeah. It was, a, it was a great time. And there, um, COVID spread and yeah. So we had two weeks taken off of our season and had to condense it on the one and with 16 what? kids not very easy so the one thing i was i could say is like we would compete with teams for like a quarter and then it's you have 16 kids one line of middies everybody's banged up end of the season like i said with 11 kids that could play but it was like all right you're playing your best for i don't know 10 minutes yeah and that was like the last game of my freshman year i think we had 12 guys and it was just – it was miserable. Like, I couldn't fathom doing that for 12 anyone. guys on the whole team. The entire team. So, we had 10 guys on the field, two subs. Yes. So, that – yeah. It oh was – Oh, my think goodness. Think of that, dude. Like, think um, of that. Um, um, that. Did you have a JV team? No, I didn't have. So, ironically, yes, we did. And that next week after our last regular season game – because there were some guys that were JV – JV swing, but like everyone always swung up, and it would literally just be like guys didn't want to show up to games, or they just flake out. It was it was unreal, and oh we had God. we had a JV game that next week after our season had ended, and I had never swung down to JV until then, where it was like we literally can't play the game if if I don't, and I think we had maybe 15, 16 guys, and all the freshmen that were on varsity came down to play. It was me and Max Huff, who ironically goes to Villanova. Which is, it's, it's actually crazy how many people I know in the Philadelphia area that are from Seattle. Yeah, you, you bring up names, and I'm just like, that. Like Max the Huff. number of people that are over here is crazy. It's absurd. Um, but him and I swung down, and I think we combined for like, we won the game 15-something, maybe 15-13. I think we had 10 of the 15 goals. And I had like, I had like seven or something. Like, just... Just having that was the one time where I was like, okay, I'm having fun because we won. It wasn't like yeah. we went off and didn't do anything. Um, but all of that, what I think is fascinating in itself is how different our experiences was compared to Wyatt's. Because he was saying he grew up in like Maryland, which is a pretty massive hotbed, and lacrosse had been like a thing for everyone for years. Whereas like where I grew up. I got into lacrosse through my dad, and if I didn't, I guarantee I never would have found the sport. If my dad had never played lacrosse, I don't think I would be playing today. And, like, the way that we were able to kind of build a program around there, like, it's awesome to see how much it's grown. But it's just completely different. So, like, what what was your, not even youth lacrosse, but, like, kind of how you got into the game and how you fell in love with it, really? And, like you said, you wanted to go play college lacrosse for years. So what was that like? Yeah, so um, I kind of referenced it earlier how I have – uh, two older sisters and they both play lacrosse and so it was kind of just like around that time like oh, okay when are we gonna get him in when are we gonna get him in and so this sounds like so bizarre but like for me I got in late which is like not really that late when I think about it I got in when I was like fourth fifth grade and I mean like kids were starting in their second third grade they could grow up with a stick and so being like in that Maryland culture like you have the D1 schools of Loyola. You have Maryland, the powerhouse. And then you have Navy. And then you have a powerhouse D3 like Salisbury. So 
being around that and being seeing like oh every single yard has a bounce back or a goal it kind of gets to a point it's like all right this is a culture you're gonna play lacrosse or you're gonna play some sport with it and next thing you know you're in it and it's starting and you're growing and you're practice every day and club trials and the fact that I I think I fell in love with the cross as soon as I could see how fast I can grow in it. Like when you're first in that bounce track, you're like, I mean, this is kind of hard. Like this sucks. I suck. I can't catch. And then like the next day you try, you're like, oh wait, I've actually caught one of these balls, two of these balls. And then you're like, oh wait, I can actually be okay at this. Yeah. It's repetition. Yeah. And so like, that's something where I, I could see myself like get better every day, and that's something I like. I really found my love with it. I love that. Like the when I fell in love with lacrosse, it was when I first saw it played at the pro level, because Washington had an indoor box lacrosse team that was in the NLL, and I think they moved there my when I was in kindergarten, and immediately faster than they probably could spell out the name. My dad had season tickets. And he was like, we're going to all these games. Like, of course, he's a lax rat, grew up in Canada, grew up playing box lacrosse. I'd never seen, take that back. I've definitely seen the sport, but I was too young to know what was going on. Like, I saw people fighting. And I think one time my sister had a story when we were watching my uncle play. And he was down, he got pushed into the boards right in front of where my family was sitting. My sister's like young, maybe six, seven, eight years old. And my uncle Darren's up against the boards, sees them. He's getting pushed up against the boards and he's just like waving at him. My sister starts crying because she's like, oh my gosh, my uncle is like actually getting murdered out there. Oh my God. But when I first went to my first pro box across game, I'll never forget it. Like it was an unreal experience. This, this new team, new sport, Paul Rabel actually was like playing there before he was big in field, or I guess he was in college, but like he was getting to start in the NLL. And I remember immediately I went home and I told my mom, I'm like, I'm playing lacrosse. And she was like, absolutely not. You are not doing, because I was in kindergarten. So oh, yeah. she was like, you have to wait uh, a couple years. So first grade goes by, we're going to every single game. I'm still loving it. Uh, I finally get my first like fiddle stick. And I'm in my garage. I'd come back after every single game. And I would set up. We had a little box goal that we had, like tennis balls. And I would reenact every single thing that happened. I would get into fights with myself. Where I'd pull the jersey over my head like they would at the game. And I'd just start screaming. Like, you would probably walk into my garage and be like, what is this schizophrenic (laughs) kid doing in here? And like, the bus is going to be a little smaller (laughs) next time it comes around. (laughs) And I'd like give myself penalties and I'd be like, just sit, I'd be, yeah, I'd be sitting on self timeout. Yeah. My dog's on my dog's like kennel. I'd be sitting there. I'd be like pretending to be super mad. Like as if some, I had some great imagination because I thought I was in game seven of the NBA finals, but in the NLL every single time. Um, the neighbors call like child protective services and like there's something going on in the he's garage screaming in the garage he's screaming he's fighting himself I don't know what that's about and I think that was the moment that my mom knew where she's like okay uh, second grade it, it's time which was still early for us because it started 3-4 was the first we didn't have K2 yet which everyone does now in Washington pretty much but it was 3-4 and so I'd be starting in second grade the year younger I still will never forget my first practice showing up. My dad wasn't there, which I guarantee gave him a heart attack because it was my grandma who took me. 
and I think he was probably like just sitting wherever he was. My sister might have had something, and he was probably literally just texting her every two seconds, like, what's going on? What drill are they doing? Uh, have they started throwing with their left hand? How about the right hand? What is he doing? Is he in goal? What's going on? <laughs> Playing 20 questions. Uh, and then I came back, and I fell in love. And, and that was it. Like, literally just, I've done this. I, I've seen how all the pros do. Like, I want to do this. And from there, like, the rest is history. Like, I... I uh, retired from T-ball, which was a tough decision because a lot of my friends were on the T-ball team. And not to toot my own horn, but I was pretty nice at T-ball. I was kind of, I was solid. Um, I still have the ball that I got because we do a game ball after every win. And I got it against the best team in our division. It was a bunch of, let's say, I'm in first grade. It was a bunch of second graders. They were nuts. They were crazy. They were a year older than us. So... I got the game ball, and I was so proud of that. I was like, Mom, I got the game ball against the best team in our league. Like, I'm kind of a stud, to say the least. <laughs> um, but I think every good lacrosse player started playing baseball, got bored, and moved on. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a constant. Couldn't be more true. I, um, yeah, I was starting to say this the way before, but I said I was going to wait. So back to – I remember playing t-ball, and I was literally clear as day. I'm like we're behind our middle school, like old middle school, and then, I mean we're like second, third grade, and everyone's going up, going up to the tee, hitting the ten yards into the dirt. Like everyone's like, this sucks. Like this is like, what's going on? Like we all suck. We can't get it fast. We can't even get it to the pitcher. And then I literally remember, like to this day, like I don't know what it is. I don't know what's up with like larger, I mean, fat kids just <laughs> being able to hit a tennis ball or a t-ball. Well, I don't know what this kid was on. He might be the guard for the Eagles this year, but he came up. It was the first time in my life. He hit it upward. I didn't realize, we didn't put it together, but like, if you hit, like, go under it and you can put the ball off the tee. I remember it flew in the air. When you saw a ball fly in the air in the second grade, you're like, this kid is like, he's MLB tomorrow. <laughs> he's on roids. He's like yeah. David Ortiz. And I, like, I was like, this is this is what baseball actually is. Um, but yeah, I couldn't agree more. Way too boring. Like, nine innings. Way too, like, the attention span's not big enough for us. Yeah. I don't mind watching, like, professional, but just playing. Just, all right. One How pitch. How the parents do that? Another pitch. Another pitch. You have to have a lot of friends in the stands yeah. to get through a baseball game. Like, I've experienced a lot of my friends play softball, and, you know, every once in a while I'd pull up to one of their games because, like, I'm a decent human being, and it's like, I have to go with a friend. Like, I could not go by myself. Or I have to, like, know the parents and just chop it up with them the entire time. That's one thing that my high school did have was a good softball team. Really? Yeah, those, those games were fun as shit. Yeah. Baseball, we had a really good baseball team. And when we would be able to get into, like, obviously the student section for, like, a big game when they made it to the playoffs, those were electric. Because you're making your own entertainment. You're like, okay, we just, like, this guy just struck out. He's on the other team. We're going to give him an earful. We're going to make his life suck. Um, Before we move on, I wanted to tell a t-ball story because I remembered it midway through where it was my first year playing. I was on the Pittsburgh Pirates, Pacific Little League. And we had this one, it was a co-ed league, so we had this one girl on our team. And if you've ever seen the movie The Benchwarmers, she had the same problem as the guy who just, like, throw the bat. <laughs> so every, almost every time she went up to the plate, 
she would swing and forget like instead of swing then drop your bat it would be one motion that thing would go flying up into the air i think one time it almost hit our like first base coach who like they had to warn all the other teams and players like hey stay in the dugout with stacy hey, <laughs> <laughs> like the er is like right down the road it's all right we do have an ambulance on site. Yeah, it, it was absurd. I remember that vividly. The players in the field are wearing helmets too. <laughs> like, what is going on, dude? Like, it was like clockwork. You'd, you'd be in practice, being like, "Oh, okay, like hold on to your bat," and she'd be like, "All right, word, chuck it to the right." Like <laughs> something. That's such it's a like T-ball. Oh my god! Oh, that that could have been a power move, <laughs> just like they do in the movie. Just yeah, take it to her exactly. Man. Then she probably wouldn't wouldn't run. She'd be like, "Why is it so my?" Oh no, she'd spin around and hit her in the face. <laughs> And he'd be like, well, she's not playing again. Here comes soft. No, now it's off ball. That's how she, I mean, that's how Charlotte North is born. Yeah, there you go. It's good narrative. And now she's on Team USA softball. There you go. Um, wow. Nick, what got, you- it's not even the it's not even the lax lounge. It's just the lounge right now. It's the sports lounge. It's the sports lounge. Well, yeah, this but we is, are watching lax. We are. So, and this What is- a great skip. Ooh, nice save. And they got the chase out. Okay, so actually, on the topic of chase outs, I got a great question. And you know exactly where I'm going with this. I think it was NASCAR last week. We were doing a drill at practice. And it was, you know, the ball was going out of bounds. We're all chasing. And out of nowhere, absolute left field, it's, it's why it's chasing the ball. There's not a guy maybe within five yards. And he decides to make the absolute biggest hustle play of all time and dive for dive for the ball. And I, one, I love the hustle because I did that against Gwyn and Mercy last year. Uh, I think I did it this year in one of the games too. And they didn't give me the ball, and I was pissed. But what kind of what really sparked that moment? Did you think that there was someone on your back? So no, I knew no one was with me with near fifteen feet of me. I I, I but here's the thing. So that happened in the hot dog cheesesteak game, actually. And the next game we played Immaculata. If you go back and watch the tape, there is a moment where I jump and I dive for the ball. So I come back to the old adage of practice how you play. There you go. And there we go. That's why I dove. I love it. Yeah. So you were practicing the dive. Oh, yeah. That's good. And I was joking. Well, every time somebody does a move that I've done in the past that's like unconventional I would say it's like oh you've been watching my highlight tape uh, like whenever someone hits a BTB I'm like boom okay I probably would have done it better but uh, that's that's another thing so you this year actually I'm going to take this back to the beginning of the season because we talked about in the Waldo episode how we went to the one uh, Philadelphia Wings game yeah. the box cross game and one sick experience that was a blast but I remember in the car, I picked you up at your house, and we were going over to pick up Nick, and we just started, like, chopping it up and having a absolute S-tier conversation. Yeah. Um, and even on the way back, like, same thing, I dropped you off at your house, and I went over to Henry, and I just walked in with the biggest smile on my face. They're like, what just happened to you? Like, uh, I walked in, I was like, I, I just had a great conversation with Wyatt, and, you know, like, people are awesome. So what we talked about a lot was kind of some of the struggles that we have as lacrosse players kind of in the off season, like preparing and finding that motivation and that confidence because it's tough. I mean, I don't get a lot of playing time outside of conference play uh, and kind of 
knowing going into a season that you're in a similar role like that, it was tough. Like the off season in the winter, getting a lot of questions back home of like, oh, how, how much playing time are you going to get? And you're, you're basically have to say, it's like, well, you know, I'm not going to get a lot of playing time. And I know that it's a little demoralized, but we kept talking about like what we were doing to kind of get through that. How have you been able to, because we're getting to the, towards the end of the season, and I think, not because you're in the room, I think that you have been one of the most improved players from last year to now. There's a few things that I would call out, but like, what have you been, what did you do in the off season to now that has kind of got you back into, because you look like you're having fun again. I'll say that for sure. Like, you're having a blast out on the field. What kind of changes do you think you made inside your head because that's my biggest problem is i am always inside my head and i try to work at that every day so what has been going through your mind throughout the season yeah um i mean that's a phenomenal question it's a and very long question i'm sorry no, no but i love it because i think today has probably been the biggest testament of like how i've been trying to grow and i've actually found myself going back in my old into my old self today but I've kind of like come to realize, and I wrote this down going into this season when we'd have goals. And I remember we had like our fall meetings with uh, like the coaches, and you go in, you like say some goals to yourself. And obviously, like you'll say the physical, like work on the left hand, like be a better dodger at X or something like that. And one of my my third goal is don't let my mental, don't let my play impact my mental health. And I've I've really, really, like, I personally don't like don't get too high on your highs and don't get too low on your lows because, I mean, it's an emotional game. You can't take the emotions out of it. That's what makes the game beautiful. I mean, you see Tommy Vaughn score a goal and he goes nuts. Like, that's emotion right there. That's passion. And I wanted to play with my passion so much, so much. And I think freshman year, when, like, I wasn't getting the time or – when I was getting the time, I was loving it. I was loving it. And I was putting in more work. And when you're in love with something, you're going to work hard. When you're not in love with something, you're not going to work hard. So I think back to your question is, I try to get the consistency down of, all right, if I just work hard and put my most into every single day, then maybe like maybe that will eventually start to build. Um, and I, I felt like recently I've been playing better. I've been playing back to my standard. And then today, it seems like I go out there and I can't catch a ball or I can't throw a bass above the guy's knees. Um, but I've started to learn that's like, I mean, you're here for four years and I know that's not very long, but we have hundreds of practices. And with those hundreds of practices, you have hundreds you're, of drills. Yeah, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have a bad day, like last week. I was going to say, one of my favorite parts about being around Nick now is he's so laid back whereas like I'm a very heavy optimist like I one of the big things I try to do is just be positive about everything and when I have a bad day like it's really it sucks it is not easy and like I'm one of those where I'm when I'm mad or I'm having a bad day I don't want to talk I just kind of want to sit in my head and like I, I tell myself everything I'm not doing right and one of the best things about being with Nick is he will laugh off every bad day that he has like I think one day this year, we were walking back into the locker room, and I had like a pretty midday at practice. Like, it wasn't my best, wasn't my worst. I think I he was standing next to me, and he was like, "Wow, that is the worst lacrosse practice I've ever had." And he said it with the biggest smile on his face. And I think I looked at him, and I'm like, "What is wrong with you?" Like, I remember what my, what my response was too. Uh, it was, "I can laugh because I love the game." 
Like it's like, it's a bad day. It's that's beautiful. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. What like you hear what I'm talking about? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Where the hell did you see that? Yeah. Pinterest? My head. <laughs> oh my oh, god, man. that's beautiful. Um yeah, like why not? I had a bad day. Laugh it off, come back tomorrow and just do better. Wow, that's, all, that's all I I mean it seems so interesting because like the simplicity behind that. Yeah. But and it seems like it's so simple, but it's it's not. It's not. And but for you suck. to break that down and be simple, that's so like that's it takes a lot. Yeah. And it has completely changed like my mindset around a lot of stuff. But like he says that and I'm like, you know what? You're right. And that's when I think it was a couple weeks ago, I saw this thing where it was a stat saying like only seven percent of lacrosse players play D three lacrosse. And no matter how real that stat was, I think I came into the locker room. It was pissing rain outside. Like, nobody was excited for practice. And I looked over at it. It was probably Thames. I'm like, Thames, do you know you're part of 7% of people that get to say they are going to practice today? 93% of lacrosse players will never get to suit up for a college game, will never get to be screamed at by a college coach. Like, all the little things we have, we're so blessed. And I think keeping that in the back of my head whenever I'm really just like, if I have the worst game of my life like I have a horrible practice like actually today is a great example because I had a hilarious moment where we were in I want to say Hopkins I got the ball and I was trying to throw it to Patty and just completely threw it at his feet and literally as I throw the ball I'm like fucking A like throw a good ball Jason I heard that I heard that (laughs) and then not even two seconds later Colford yells throw a better ball Jason and I literally just start laughing I turn to Maddie I'm like it's literally like he hears me like he just echoed that to me like yeah. I know it's coming <laughs> and it put a smile on my face because I was like that's just that's life man that's life yeah. I think the next play uh, I, I may have thrown a good ball I may have thrown a shitty ball but I didn't really care at that point uh, so kind of just finding those those little moments where it's like you know what yeah like I am glad I'm here like I chose to do this and I wouldn't trade it for the world. That's something that we get told a lot. Don't take these great days for granted. Because one day we're going to look back and be like, fuck, I really wish I was practicing today. I wish I was going out there and playing on a Saturday at 7 o'clock. Those little things. Yeah. I, um, I, to build off, so I remember, uh, for background, me and Fridge were roommates uh, our freshman year. 4C5 for the win. 4C5, Beautiful time, loved every minute of it. But I remember that at the beginning of the year, it was probably in the fall. Um, I, I mean, we just been through a couple of weeks of practice. I remember asking Fridge, like, like, how are you feeling out there? You know, I mean, like, uh, we didn't really divulge into it much. And I'm like, how are you feeling? And his, like, to hear the Fridge that was there and to hear the Fridge and see how much he's grown is like, crazy to me and I know it's a private conversation but I remember you saying like I feel like I'm the worst player out there and maybe the worst player in the state and I was like like everyone's gonna get like that today I felt like the worst player in the state and worst player and to see how you just if you go on the if you go into the game of comparing yourself to other people it gets really really bad because and then you start looking back at yourself yeah. if I look at if I look at uh, Nick right here sitting to my right and I'm like oh I'm better than Nick I'm better than Nick and then I'm like oh my god I'm not better than Nick holy like, I'm not better than Nick then eventually you're like wait what like you keep talking about yourself and like you really you confuse yourself now and now to get back to like where Fridge was talking like now like you can hear how he's like been like so much more optimistic like don't think of like 
yourself compared to the whole team. It's also, I feel, a freshman, like a big freshman thing. Huge freshman. Absolutely. Huge. Yeah. So, like, to the freshmen that are hearing this, like... That's part of the adjustment. Because you go from being the man at your school. Oh, yeah. Like, I went from being a senior captain. And one of the things in my senior year that I really did to myself was I overwhelmed myself. I tried to take on way too much and do everything on the field and be perfect. I think that's what really set me up differently where I didn't have like the greatest senior year coming out of uh, COVID where I thought like I, I was playing really well and I was just trying to do way too much. Uh, and I think I that carried in to the fall where I'm like, I, I kept telling myself, I'm like, I don't belong here. Like I shouldn't be here, th- this, that, and the other. And then I kept thinking where it's like, well, remember when somebody saw a clip uh, or I keep going back to this one showcase I went to where after I was sitting in the airport, my phone was blowing up. And it was one of the coolest experiences of my life because I'm like, wow, all these people want me to play for them. And one person wanted me to play for them. And he's the head coach of our program. And like, I, I just keep going back. It's like, he, he wants you here. He wants you to be successful. And I'm doing a lot of really cool stuff where, okay, maybe I'm not the greatest lacrosse player on the planet, but what do I do really well? whatever I'm like really good at, like focus on that, like be the best version of me that I can be the best version of yourself every single day. Yeah. I, um, I, I like, that's like a great point you say and how there's so much more outside lacrosse. I mean, like lacrosse is like, you have practice for two or two hours, two or two and a half hours a day. But like when I like think back, it's like, yeah, it is that, but then it all occupies your mind for like eight, nine hours of the yeah. day, thinking about that ball you dropped or like thinking about that goal you scored. You know, you think about it because I mean, it's, it's a lot bigger than you think. Yeah. Um, but to step away from that, and I mean, this is like the struggles of being a student athlete, to step away and be like, oh, I have this biology exam coming up. I really got to think about that. It's tough. Yeah. I remember probably my worst practice in the fall was our one of our first six AMs, and after that, I had this massive. Um, there was a an event going on at Grace Hall with Troy Vincent Senior, who's like the senior VP of the NFL, like second in line to be the commissioner. And he was coming in, and I was charged with doing like this pregame show with my sports uh, live sports production professor Lou Tilly, absolute legend, loved that class. But I was full, I was really really stressed out. And it showed on the field because I was playing so tight. I think Nate was still injured. And I'd given him my camera to take pictures that day. And he was like, he was, he was struggling with it because the camera wasn't really uh, uh, what we were used to. Uh, and he kept asking me questions. And I felt bad because I was being an absolute dick. Where I was just like, dude, I don't know. Like, leave me alone for a minute. Because one, I was having not the greatest practice. And two, I was stressed the fuck out. Yeah. When I get really, really stressed, I, te- I tend to try not to take it out on other people. And that makes me take it out on other people because I like, hold it in, hold it in like, no, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. And then boom, I snap. And I remember right after that, just kind of scrambling, getting a suit on, getting dressed, kind of just like, wow, okay, this is going to be a long ass day. This is going to be a long ass day. I went in, I crushed it, at least from what I was told. And like, I, I did feel really confident in doing it. And then afterwards, I'm like, why did I let this ruin my morning? Like, this was awesome. Why did I let this consume me and not just live in the moment? So it's it's just those, those little things about being a student athlete, about being involved, 
like it, it's not easy to be like okay i don't have a test tomorrow like i have practice right now i don't have a big presentation i have a game in 20 minutes yeah. i'm traveling two games this weekend and yeah. i have this 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 and this for school like it's you know i will say one of the struggles one of my favorite parts about traveling uh, is how everybody knows the second we get on the bus, I'm opening up my laptop know, and I'm doing it's something. It's so annoying because like, I have to go on there too now. It's like, I think Brady brings it up pretty much every time. Or Thames, because I always have my hotspot on and Thames tries to get on my hotspot. Of course I let him on. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Um, but even Brady the last couple of weeks when, or last times we traveled, he's like, yo, I actually have like this math test. Like, can I hop on real quick and like get it done? I'm like, absolutely. I'm just like doing notes on this, this, and this. And it's like, I'm going to check this box so that later I can come back after the game and not do anything. Yeah. Um, you open a word doc before Lenny's dumbass sits down next to me. I'm like, dude, what? Like, how is this possible? Um, yeah, I mean, back before, like, talking about, like, the, like, I mean, the mental of like, being a student athlete, it's like, you were saying how, like, like people around you, like, they pressure you too and, like, it, how that can be so frustrating. And I, I know your dad can be hard on you because, I mean, he, I mean, he came from a whole family of lacrosse. Mm. Um, and I, like, I remember this distinctly of, like, um, like, earlier this spring, like, a relative who's been, like, hard on me, and I mean, like, he's also a big lacrosse guy, being like, like, why aren't you playing? There's, like, a lot of other people are playing, like, there's freshmen playing ahead of you, there's other people, and I, like, I remember literally, like, I've gotten to the point where I've been so frustrated with myself, and I mean, like, I was being immature, but I was just, like, hey, man, I'm gonna ask you, like, I'm gonna hang up right now, but I'm gonna tell you, like, I have good grades, I have good friends, I love where I am, I have a good girlfriend, and I mean, I'm having fun, and I'm, like, happy where I am, yeah. and I know you're concerned, and you're doing it out of love, but it's not benefiting anyone with this. Yeah. I think kind of to, to switch things up real quick, I wanted to talk about last year, because you started the fall, and the first thing, when we get onto campus, we get added into these, like, group chats of, like, oh, offensive film right here. I remember I got into the like offensive film chat and I'm like, oh yeah, we have film at like three o'clock tomorrow. And you're like, what do you mean? Like, I didn't get a text. I'm like that's that's weird actually. Yeah, you're not in this group chat. You were given you were in the D chat because they wanted to make you into a D MIDI. Come into the spring season, probably four or five games in, you go up to the coach and say, hey, give me give me a shot on offense. So you flip to the flip to white, go on to the offensive end, and you are in a spot on the second or third line MIDI. You score the next game. I remember vividly just this rush of joy because you you scored this goal against Colorado uh, College, and it, it was just like this full circle moment. What was going through your head there? Not only like in the fall when you were kind of blindsided, you get recruited as an O guy and you get turned into a D guy, and then coming full circle in the spring where you're putting up a goal in a competitive game, like not a conference game. You're, you put up a goal in a competitive game. What was that like for you? Um, yeah, I mean, that's probably, like, up to this point, that's probably one of my most, like, favorite moments being here. Um, but going through the whole adversity of, like, wow, I'm playing defense, like, this sucks. Like, I'll, I'll, put my, I'll put my nose down at work, but I'm, now, I'm not very happy where I am. And then have, having to grind and grind and grind in this position that I've never played before, that pissed me off. And it pissed me off every damn day. And, like, seeing Fridge down there shooting Nick and shooting, doing fun Fridge things. And shooting. <laughs> and, like, me pissed off because I'm doing footwork. And I mean, I, I, I got a hand into the D-middies. Like, I mean, 
they're an awesome group and I mean they put everything into it and they're the, one of those hard working people I know oh yeah I was just frustrated because I'm like I played offense my whole life like what like what did you guys see when I was being recruited that I'm so confused by and I didn't see it and it caught me by like, and I it just killed me and um, one of my closest friends uh, now Jono like we talked and I would sit with him I'd be like I don't know what I'm doing here like I I feel like they don't even know who I am and now I don't even know who I am as a lacrosse player and like having to go through that mental and like literally see my mom after the game and I'm just like like, like I'm lost like I'm very very lost and it killed me it killed me and killed me and um and then finally having the balls and just go to Cole and be like hey I know I, like I know I've been trying to play offense but like like I don't want today to be the day for practice you know like I want I want to have that go ahead and like if you don't like it like you can send me back and I'll shut my mouth and I'll get back to the work and for him to give me that go ahead I was I mean, I was over the moon for it. And then finally to like make and make progress and things fall in the right place. And I put in the goal and I'm like, oh my God, all these weeks and months of just like, just adversity, adversity, adversity. And then to come back to the bench and everyone being like, holy shit, it actually happened. Like, where are we right now? Like what universe is this? Yeah. And then golf chirping me. (laughs) I'll never forget that. Okay. For context. So we're playing Colorado college. It's like. 10-9 10-9 or something. I don't even know. Tight it's, game. It's a tight game. And they send out the third line. I go in there. And Jerry Ulandowski, ultimately glue guy the team, uh, helps me put one in. And, like, I come back. Okay, so I shot with my left hand. The guy checked me. That wasn't my actual left hand, everyone. We'll, we'll put the tape on our on It, our it IG. was a changeup. Back to our T-ball conversation. That was my shot, I think. T-ball just straight off the ground, like nothing, maybe a cool 20 miles an hour. Somehow goes in the net, and I come out, and Colf is like, oh, was that your changeup, Wyatt? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it was. It, yeah, okay. And I mean, it was a good laugh. and uh, But yeah, it was um, it was a moment that I'm always going to love. And um, I'm... I'm Beyond grateful came full circle. Yeah, and I think my favorite part about that entire thing was after the game when it was like a Wednesday night, and so we're like, you know, let's go bowling, let's go celebrate. So we went out to the Devon Lands, one of our favorite spots. Had a couple of the guys who were just like, just you know, playing bowling, shooting it up. Uh, we got back to the room, and I think it was like it was pretty late. We're just sitting there in our beds, and we had this like, again, just a great conversation where I totally, I just saw a click in your head. Where you're like, this is where I was meant to be. And it was like, it was such a cool moment because I had been able to see secondhand, like everything going on. And like, I had my opinions about such where like, I thought in the fall you were going to get a lot of runs at his demon. Like I thought, oh, okay, they moved him over. They want to be a training guy. And he's actually really fucking good. Um, and then like coming into the, coming into the spring, still kind of like in that lower role and then overnight getting bumped up and kind of showing that you belong. I just remember I, f- I could feel the joy just like exuding off of you and it, it was really cool to have where it's like this this is what we needed like this is what everybody needed needed to see this like it's all gonna be worth it yeah I mean I don't think like when you've experienced something that feels so much joy and so much passion and so much love like 
you've had to have gone through something. Like, if I didn't go through that, then I wouldn't have felt the joy and the like the unbelievable feeling. And yeah, I mean, I, I I like I was like I finally did it. I finally did it. And like every like every now and then when I have those days of like I'm playing horrible, like it's just even my position. I mean, they didn't think it was like should I go back to that? And like I'll rethink to myself on recently, like yeah, like you went through that and you eventually overcame it. Like you can go overcome it again. That is awesome. So I think now we need to transition to something a lot more uplifting. Yeah, that'd be great. Like this is this has been a this, it's a great oh my gosh so far. this is awesome. Like oh, for yeah. everyone who's I love every second for uh, everyone who's listening, like this is this is just pure. Like, this yeah, is, I'm not a very serious guy. Like I hope I'm not very portrayed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We went from talking about T-ball to just talking about our mental health. But hey, that's what we need to do. Yeah. Um, so me and Fred were talking about this yesterday, and it's actually sick. Uh, it's a great conversation to have. We're gonna do a jersey draft. Like okay. A, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not. We do a draft style. I think we should. Mm, I think we should just like talk about kind of like with our cereal. I, I keep coming back to our cereal conversation where it's like just say your top five. Yeah, it's a class. Yes. Okay. okay. Like bring bring some out because the one that we we were watching the um, Oilers and Vegas Golden Knights last night, and we're talking about like the Edmonton Oilers have great unis. Ooh, I love the colorway, the blue, the splash of orange. So I'm a huge exactly what we said. I'm a huge orange guy when it's used correctly. There you go. And I think their orange is spot on. Okay. Like it's the perfect orange. I love that's why I love Syracuse. I fell in love with them because I was like, that's my favorite color. You're my favorite team. Instantly. Not a not a question. Um so like where we went from there was like, oh, just all jerseys in hockey. So we started naming teams like San Jose, San Jose Sharks. I'm like, mm, never really like love those jerseys. Uh, Anaheim Ducks, eh, they had their moments. Yeah, yeah. Washington Capitals. I'm like, you see, that's a clean jersey. Seattle Kraken. Red, white, and blue background. Get it. Kraken. Yeah. What do you think? I got to know. I love them. Love them. Lo- what do you think? I like them a lot. Yeah. Right? The teal. I've been watching them lately with Friggy. So they're real nice. I heard from, I was listening to part of my take this morning, and Big Cat was saying that the Kraken have a unique thing with their jersey where it's one of those usually with an expansion team it takes you a while to get used to like okay this is actually real like with vegas for a while i was like mm, i don't know like that's a fake yeah. team out there the, their unis are sick but the kraken just look like they belong they look like they've been a part of hockey for a while and i think we knocked it out of the park with our logo our design although i will say when we first dropped the logo it was a huge hater i was really? like what is this because it looked like a snake more than a, when I think of Kraken, I think of oh, an octopus. Oh, I didn't even think about that. It's yeah. not even a snake. It's it's not like yeah. I get the S obviously, mm. but like when I first saw it, I, I was like, this screams serpent, like Seattle serpents, not not Kraken. Like I don't see any giant squid anywhere in this logo. So it kind of threw me off for a while, but now of course I've warmed up to it. Our mascot—that's a different story. Hell, it's Bowie the Troll. If you have you guys ever what? heard of the Fremont Hill Troll? Fremont Bridge Troll. It's a Seattle icon. I'll, I'll show a picture of it. What? Um, I know you said Syracuse. What do you guys? What are your thoughts about some like lacrosse jerseys? Like, what do you guys like in particular? Um, I think Notre Dame's classics. Like Love Notre Dame. The crown, oh, you know, yeah, that's classic. Obviously, um, I was always a big Virginia fan. I've always liked I the jerseys. Hate the new ones. I was the just not a fan of. I like uh, Syracuse when they wore the penny with the uh, the undershirt. The what do you style. think of the retro? Okay, uh, what retro? Like the mesh? Yeah, yeah, Love mesh. Fuck, hundred percent. Give me um, a Towson mesh jersey. I know. What do you yeah. feel about sleeveless? 
That's a huge debate. That's what I'm saying. Sleeveless, like the Syracuse ones. I'm for sleeveless jerseys. You're for? Oh my gosh. I'm for them. Like with the under, because I love that you can have the undershirt. Can you make a little, give me a context. I want to show you one jersey. If it's done right, I like it. Like Syracuse a couple years ago, when like, uh, when Tucker Dordovic was there, and they had the clean orange and then under, they could have like a blue, or they could have a white. Gotcha, gotcha. The sleeves shown. So like, if I was wearing the, jer- I'm wearing a black shirt right now. If I was wearing the jersey, you would see the black sleeve on the oh, outside. Oh, I would actually love that. Yeah, it's a hit or miss. <laughs> this is, I'm showing them the Fremont Troll. It's a like sand dune under a bridge in Fremont, which is around the city of Seattle. They based our mascot off of it. His name's Bowie. Look him up if you're watching. Not a big fan. Okay, so I gotta ask you, what do you think about these? These are Sacred Hearts jerseys, the lacrosse jerseys. So I okay, I do not like the Adidas because they look like muscle shirts. I think so too. Doesn't the PLL are they Adidas? They were Adidas, and but the difference. So I was a fan of the PLL Adidas jerseys because they didn't allow them to wear, or you could go without wearing shoulder pads. The shoulder pads screwed it up for me. And it was more like flush. It was like really clean against their skin. It didn't look like that where you can see every bulge on the chest protector. It's a compression shirt. It is. And High Point had them a few years ago. I was very vehemently against them. Now they're under like their porthole mesh. And I'm 100% in favor. They have a sick color scheme for those mesh jerseys. And Back to the original conversation. So where uh, with the jerseys? So are we talking all sports here, or are we talking this anything? All sports. All sports here. The one that I brought up yesterday was like the OG Phoenix Suns, like Steve Nash mm. early in his year with the sunset. Like that uniform is sick. Yeah, I also Dude. said Oregon. Any any Oregon football jersey? Any Oregon. Ever. Really? I heard they have ten thousand covers combinations. So they have a new jersey for every single game. A New what? Jersey combination for every Shut single. Up. Give me the game. top ten, and I bet you they're all sick. You know, yeah, you know that they is are. True. That is you know true. They are. They're insane. And New Jersey every single game. If you watch Oregon Ducks football throughout a season, you will not see the same combination come out once. What about helmets? Helmets. They might cycle. It'll, it'll mostly be the same, but like they'll use different helmets with different combos. Wow, I never knew that. Um. That's also like all the University of Washington fans listening to this hate that we're blowing them up because the UW Oregon rivalry is crazy. Like UW WSU University of Washington Washington State, of course, that's like the in-state rivalry. Yeah, what's that bowl called? Is the it? Apple Cup. Yeah, yeah is yeah. where the Apple State shout out went at you. Some of the best apples you ever had. Fresh apple cider, undefeated. Um, but the University of Washington and Oregon, because that's been a competitive game the last. 20 years I'd say where UW's dominated the Apple Cup so that's where the true hatred is like I think when my sister first decided to go to Washington State it, my dad was like oh, okay whatever like I'll wear I guess some Coug stuff but he's I was the one who was low-key interested in Oregon and he said if you ever went to Oregon I will never wear any Oregon Ducks gear <laughs> like it's it's serious like, I would be X-listed from some people that's a, that. It's a not like serious, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's one of those rivalries where it's like they don't they don't like each other. But um, I love I've always loved Oregon's jerseys and colors. I I don't know if you actually might no, I don't think you have the jersey. I love the OG I mean this is a pretty common answer, OG Utah Jazz jerseys. Where they have yeah. the, the mountains and uh I just think of John Stockton yep, yeah. yep. 
the blue, the purple, the color, the way that they have that colorway, hundred percent agree. When they didn't they bring it back for one of the city edition yes, uniforms? Yes, I remember Donovan Mitchell wearing and they it. They knocked it, it out of the park. I I don't really like. What do you guys think about like the like the modern look? Uh, explain what your take on the modern look is. Okay, so I hate the modern look. Okay. I think the modern look, like, I understand the simplicity behind it and how you're trying to make it more clean, but I think with jerseys, you're given the opportunity to show something, like, show something sick. Like, show something, like, about even about your city or, like, about your team, but I don't know. The modern look is just trash. So I love the city edition uniforms and, like, the new ones when it's done right. I will say there's a fine line where they are hit or miss. I don't think there's any in between. It's either a home run or a foul ball. And some of the uniforms, like the Jazz, when they did their like gradient with the sunset a couple years ago, I okay. love that uniform because I like flashy colors. I'm a child at heart. Do you like the neon? Do you like neon? Love neon. What? Oh my gosh. Hilarious. Do you like neon? You would hate neon. Kind of, sort of. So, if it's used right. I don't know if any of you guys had this, but I had a highlighter phase. Where oh, I had goodness. I had some highlighter like black and yellow. Yeah. yeah, I would say fourth, fifth, maybe a little bit of sixth grade. Actually, I think it was, yeah, sixth grade. I had a bad highlighter phase where I wanted everything to be neon, neon yellow, neon orange, maybe throw in a little electric blue. I was a human. I was a human highlighter. Would you have the then? Oh, I mean, everyone had the OG Nike Elite yep. socks. I mean, those are the craziest I, things ever. I this they're, they're sick still. I'd still wear them. Oh yeah, I mean, if you're going out there, Nike Elites, like you're dropping thirty or like. Dude, they're expensive. You're dropping ten goals. I know why are they so so expensive. I don't know. I don't know. They're comfortable. Um, back to jerseys. You know what I? You know what I like actually. That is clean. I love the Oakland Raiders jerseys, black and silver. Yeah. So I've, I've always They're been plain, and that's what's good about them. I've been torn on those because I think that they look. I love their um, color rush uniforms, where it's like the white and the gray lettering. Like I think that ones are those ones are clean. Oh yeah, yeah. And they're all blacks are nice because they're simple, and I can respect that. But I've I've never been like I need to wear this jersey where. Like, I hate to say it. I love the Vikings jerseys. I think the Vikings and the Lions have really, really good uniforms, and it pisses me off because I'm a huge, obviously a huge Packer fan, and I have to, I have to hate them. But I love how they look, especially the Lions. I think their new rebrand is so crisp, and that exemplifies the modern look to me. And I mess with it. What do you th- see? I mean, I hate the Eagles. But they do do something with their colors when they bring back like vintage colors, like the Kelly Green and stuff like that. Like I don't I'm, know what is. I, I mean, yeah. I'm a sucker for it. Eagles have nice jerseys. I'm so. If excited. you go all the way back and you see the, uh, it's like a teal blue with uh, gold. Yup. I yep. think the helmet is the biggest thing for me. I think if you screw up the helmet, you you lose me completely. That was actually it was funny that we that we said that you said that because that that's what got our jersey conversation spiked yesterday was we were talking about helmets because he was saying that Innerborough had the best I helmets. did they do uh, I think I think but yeah wow yeah, said so I agreed that they looked clean but I would not I I have a heavy personal bias obviously I think my helmet was the best but even just like 
looking at it, I'm like, this is cool. It works. But the best. I my favorite I, my favorite helmets are white. So I actually love our helmets right now because yes. they have the white and you can add on the accents of color. I like how we have the matte silver. Like a lot of um Denver when they had their yeah. white warriors, which I'm a huge fan of the Warrior Burns, when done correctly, I'm a huge fan of them. So I thought that those were really clean and you can make it work well on a white base. The matte black isn't bad, but ideally I'd want a white helmet as my base. Yeah, I would like, if we had two, I'd like it to be white and black. Because you can do black and blue. Black and blue is so clean. That could be a cool alternate. I don't know too many NFL teams that have white helmets. The Colts. It's the first one I can think of. Cowboys. But like there's, there's there's silver. silver. Well, no, they have the color rush ones. Where they their second one is the white. Aren't the OGs sick? Yeah. The OGs are white. I love the their OGs blue. are white. Yeah, Cowboys. Do the Dolphins? Yes. Yes, they do. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yes, they do. The Dolphins. The Bills. Pa- so, yeah, the Bills. The one that I was saying was the Pats. Um, throwback where it's the red with the OG Patriots logo. I think Pats, that yeah, is yeah. a top mm-hmm. tier jersey. Where are you snapping the football? Yes, yes, yes. Under the it Loki looks like the Houston Oilers, but um, oh my god, gr- it's it's awesome. Check you check the group me. Yeah, our group me is blowing up right now. No context. The thing about hockey jerseys, I think hockey jerseys like everything about them being big, large, long sleeve too. I mean, that's so unique. What other sport has that? Box across. Box yeah. Oh God! Soccer. Right. Everything comes soccer. back to boxing. Soccer. You can have long mm-hmm. sleeves. Yeah, I don't think that's a good take. It's, like, if you choose to do that, it's a true take. Um, well, no, no, no. I'm not saying that that's on you. I'm saying uh, like, yeah. decision should have been my word. They don't that's like not that a good decision. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's, horrible take, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> you sorry, suck. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> what do you guys think about the Marymount game coming up? Okay, so yeah, let's preview the eight. Well, let's talk about yesterday's game. Yeah. A little bit. We played Immaculata in the AEC semifinals. First quarter, we are unstoppable. We were playing lights out. Everyone was shooting well. We have the uh, we have the Eagle Nets at Cabrini, and that thing was ringing. Uh, my favorite thing to say now is like, let's let's ring the bell because that's like the Phillies chant. And when you score a goal on the Eagle Nets, it sounds incredible. Mm-hmm. You could literally shoot a dead center of the cage if you do it hard enough. It's gonna sound like it's top corner. Yeah. And it's awesome. And then second quarter, we just didn't really play as good. But my favorite thing about that first half, we started doing this new chant that got the fellas going. Hey, So Wyatt, I think you were the one who either you or Ruck came up with the idea. When did that like when did you find out that idea? Like when did it spark in your head? I actually have to hand the credit to Dan Thames. Of course it was Thames. I know. Um I mean, it's pretty simple chant. I don't really know if he's heard it before. It, it sounds like a soccer chant to yeah, me. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I think it was a so- soccer chant. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just another thing to get the boys out going and I'm buzzing. And I love it. Yeah, it was nice. A lot of the guys loved it. Like, G's texted me after the game. And he's like, I don't know what what the hell you're doing on the sideline. But it was working. The boys were juiced and we heard you on the field. 
And I was like, geez, that is the only thing I needed to hear. Yeah. We're not going to stop anytime soon now. And literally, I practiced today. Like, we did it again. Yeah, and both I think sides. They're both sides. And I think our offensive side, heavy bias, I started the chain on the offensive side. I think ours was so much better because it took longer. Like, theirs was maybe five seconds. Ours was a solid 15 to 20 mm-hmm. seconds where it, like, built up, slowly got faster, faster, faster. And then we just scream bloody murder at the end. And it, it does. It gets the fellas hyped and it low-key intimidates the other team. Yeah, I ever since like we like we lost a couple bad games and we talked about how we need to have more energy, I've never been a part of more of a bench culture that gets yeah. crazy and I love it. It was the Eastern game that really turned it around. Oh, we yeah. had so that much so fun. fun. Eastern, we're in the pouring rain. We're beating them pretty well, pretty handily, but like the energy is nonstop. We're trying to come up with new sellies. We're buzzing. We're playing good. And then actually, like, I don't know what kind of monsoon came in. Like, that's never, never seen that before. Monsoon comes in and we just go nuts for it. Yeah, yeah, we did go crazy for the rain. Yeah, that's like super weird to do. And then we started jumping. We welcomed it. Yeah, and then we'd score a goal and we start jumping on the coaches. Like, who is doing that? Yeah. Who's crazy enough to go on the coaches and start doing a little and then dance? You got to who's like, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I mean, it it because there's nothing worse. I mean, like you're sitting watching the lacrosse game, lacrosse, lacrosse. But if you can have fun with it too, yeah. are you kidding me? I think that's the best part about being on the sideline is when you're bought into it. Like I know when we're playing Salisbury, there's a very low chance that I'm going to touch the field. But I know that every minute I'm on the sideline, I can do something. So that's like last year. I don't know when it started, but I started doing like the shot clock calls where it's like call out when there's 30, 20, red, all that thing. And it just like started to become – I heard the other team do it actually. It had to be right before conference play. I heard somebody else doing it. And I'm like, that's a great idea. Like why don't we do it? So we started like organizing that on the sideline and became our thing. And it's like, okay, now we're getting juice. We're helping out. We'll, we'll say like – when somebody scores after we do a 30 or a 20 call, like we'll get going on the sideline like, that was us. That's all us. They're not scoring if we don't yell out what's on the shot clock. Which has nothing to do with the game in reality. But like in our heads, like it has a lot to do with the game. Yeah. Um, but going back to previewing the Marymount game, we talked about that with Bear, how that was a trap game and a half. And it was one of the worst. Like I would say that's a low of the season. Like That was an all-time low where nobody wanted to be playing lacrosse that day. Absolutely not. Overnight stay in the hotel, which the hotel say was fine. Long bus ride over. Get out. It's a conference game. We had just lost the day before. The rain delay happens. It was just a series of unfortunate events. We wanted to get the heck out of there. So that game only ended, I say only, 19-8. to <laughs> And it was similar to last year when we went to play them. Same thing happened. It was like a 15-2 game, 15-3. It was sloppy. And in the championship game, we woke up and really did well. So I guess, Nick, what do you think we need to do, one, to come out victorious? And two, how do you think that Marymount is going to prepare for this game? Like, what do you think their coach is telling them in the locker room right now? That's always something I'm fascinated about in our conference. Yeah, I've always thought that, too. Um, Probably just tell them to, like, play their best. You know, anything's possible if they catch us on a bad day. But in reality, I think it's hard for 60 guys to have a bad day all at the same time. So, Why, what about you? Just don't come out flat. I mean, like, the thing is, like, we come out flat 
The, every actually, conference game. Not every. Not every but the but thing is, last time we didn't come off flat. We didn't. We had at least one quarter in the first half is flat, I feel. Why do you think that is? I think we think that they're just going to roll over. Yeah, I think we... I don't know. I think we get all the joy and excitement out. You know what I mean? I feel like it's it's hard to get hype after, like, you're being a team 10 nothing, And you know it. Like, when you're scoring, it's like, all right. Yeah, and that's, that's right. a good point. Because, I mean, like, when we were playing Eastern, we were going crazy. Yeah, we were up by, like, 10-12. But we also weren't playing a conference game. Yeah. So we knew we could keep it going. We could keep going nuts. And we knew the year before they gave us a game. Yeah. So it was kind of yeah. us seeing, like, whoa, like, we've actually improved a lot. Like we're playing dominant. Eastern was not a bad team at all. They've been playing really well in the MAC uh, Commonwealth or whatever their conference is against, like York, Stevenson. Like they've been giving them games, so that just kind of bolsters our our win as like, okay, this was a pretty quality handled handed win. The way that I think Saturday can go really well, obviously, is just a fast start, but a sustained fast because. Yeah against Immaculata, we came out hot. We put up nine goals in the first ha- in the first quarter. Second quarter, I think we had two or three, and it was like 13-2 going into the half. And we're like, whoa, okay. Like, we played down to their level, and that's been our problem a lot, playing down to other teams' levels. Marymount is a solid team for our conference. So I think they're going to speed us up a little bit from, like, dropping down to the level of – a centenary or one of those low level teams in our conference. So I think as long as we can just play our game and just have the mindset that next week we're going to be in the NCAA tournament or we are earning our way into the NCAA yeah. tournament next week. That's, this is not going to be something we can do when we're there. We're not going to be able to play down to the level of our opponents. Our opponents are going to be really fucking good. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who did just a wild prediction. Like, if we win this game Saturday, who do you guys think we're going to play? The first round is going to be an absolute toss-up. You can pick any of the, not low-level, but any of the conference winners from like one of the Midwest teams or like a smaller PA school. But in the second round, I guess the bigger question that I'd say is, which big name are we going to have to get through in the second round to move on to the Sweet 16? I think I... Everyone's going to say Salisbury. I think someone said today, I think we're going to go York maybe. I was thinking York is possible. I really I want Dickinson. I think Dickinson could be another. I don't know because they, they have like those weird losses. It's a get back game because like we know that was such a weird game for us. Me and Fridgey were talking about that yesterday. We just played him too I, Personally, like, I think like, we really played him too early. Like really think about that Dickinson game, like what happened that game. Like it's just a crazy thing to think about. Yeah, it was coming off of spring break. We were saying at the end of the year, like we want to do a full recap of the yeah. season, like every game. And Dickinson's going to be that one like asterisk where not like, oh, we should have won that game, which I truly believe we should have. Obviously, I think we should be undefeated because go Cavs. But there was so much around that game that happened where it's like, what is going on? I remember after that, we went over to Henry and a bunch of us, like 10 to 12 people, were sitting around just having like a come to Jesus moment. Or like, oh, what just happened today? And what are we going to do about it? Like, what is going to change from this moment? Because today was just such an outlier of what a lacrosse game should be like. So I really would love to have Dickinson again. Yeah, and I mean, it's... 
it just seems like we're we were so just like because I think the thing is we do get better drastically throughout a year. And I mean so so I mean every team does. But I mean our personnel is different. Like Hezzy was our their second leading point scorer. I mean he wasn't even on attack. Yeah. He wasn't down there. We had different totally different personnel going up and down. Um injuries happen, guys step up, like everything is different. And it's it is kind of cool to think about like what could have if this squad was playing, what could we have done that we didn't do? And I think the big question mark that is still like kind of leaning out is like, well, this squad still had a rough game against Salisbury. And, and it's all about the first half. Because Dickinson game, same thing, we go down 7-1. We're looking at this uh, box score. Went down 7-1 in the first quarter. And then the rest of the game, we're trading blows back and forth. Like, we're in it. It's that first fucking quarter. We can't get it down. So I think this group, where we're going to come back to the Marymount game, if we can get that fast start, step on the gas, and just continue that throughout the game, that's going to set us up to not have a slow start in the tournament. Yeah. To not come out flat. And to somehow, like, because a lot of people are writing us off as like, oh, we're just not that good this year. Like, I think, again, obviously we think we're going to shock the world, but I truly believe that we have a squad that could make a run when we play our game. Yeah, and I think it's like, I we have so many tools for a good offense. I I think the thing that I'd like us to improve most on offense is like, we just got to be able to find shots more. I think if we could find two or three shots in a possession, sure they may miss the cage, but like it does put so much more pressure on defenses. And I mean like, when we started firing shots at Salisbury, like you could see like they were going back on their heels now. Like we would be like, oh that was close. Like like we're building momentum. Like a missed shot is momentum. And uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Nick? How do you think we can get better offensively? Better offensively, yeah, but just more shots. I mean, Cole says it a thousand times. <laughs> value the ball, you know, just like small small things. Like if the, if transition is there, push it. Like you know. Get the ball in the back of the net more. Yeah, if we can play as a unit, offense, transition, D, we're going to be successful. That was the big, that was the most coach thing I've ever seen. I'm extremely excited to see who we play. I can't wait for Sunday. I was just thinking that. Is that an it, Selection Sunday? Selection Sunday special, because we're going to record the pod. Holy shit. Do we do it in Dixon when we're watching? Uh, is that is that where it's gonna be? Put the be. Luke's on? No, no, no. No, you're right. You're right. Colf will be there too, right? No, nah, Colf wasn't there last year. He had the dinner with the seniors. Well, to be determined. Do we, you guys ever think you would have like one of the coaches on? We talked about it. So ironically, if they're no longer a coach, we were talking yesterday because parents are loving our show. Mm-hmm. A lot of the families are listening. Yeah, like Hunter Waldron's dad obviously listened to the Waldo episode. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Leonard, I believe, listened there. Uh, I said my parents. Like a lot of families are watching, and Mr. Waldron was talking about it at the tailgate, where he was like, "Yeah, when are you gonna have me on?" Oh my um, god! And of course, like we we have a ton of people that I mean, you guys wouldn't be talking much, but we had a ton of people that were expressing interest, and I he was talking about the podcast with families, and then Cole walked over, and I kind of want to just be like, "Dude, stop talking, stop talking," like I wouldn't. Mind the way that we format this is we say stuff assuming that our coaches will probably find this one day. Yeah, 
Yes. 99.9%. Yes. Do you think he... I mean, he knows what it is. Knowing Colf, he probably does, but he has not said something to any of us. Wow, he and, hasn't said anything to you guys? And Tucker and DeLuca, I believe, now Because I've told... I'm pretty sure I brought it up to, like, Tucker and DeLuca, where it's like, oh, yeah, Nick and I are starting a podcast. And, like, we're serious about it. Or, I mean, like, there's been hundreds of times guys have been like, oh, yeah, Bear. Like, Bear was on it the other day. Like, oh, like, which McCall was in the other day. And I love how our locker room is absolute i say this every time our locker room is our biggest fans it's awesome everyone is just like just having fun with it when i scored yesterday so subtle flex i scored yesterday and when i did everyone on the sideline was literally just like that's gonna be on the lax lounge that's gonna be on the lax lounge you guys better listen and then i just turned and be like apple Podcasts and spotify wherever you can find it do you hear me uh when kofer did his double whistle and called for a ball hunt this was today. Yeah. Did you hear me? What'd you say? Uh, he did it, and I just, like, screamed. Why it ain't he's on the podcast tonight? Oh, yeah, I heard that. I was pumped. Um, I mean, like, you want to talk about some missed opportunities here, fellas. You could have had Hunt and his dad on the pod. That would have been a podcast. We would just given them the mics and left the room. Oh, my God. Hit like, record. Okay, you have special, everything. Uh, special edition. The double Waldo, what? The double Waldo, like, the earmuffs have to go. My just doing in segments here, like, I know, like, the Snyder. That'll be a a seven part series. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You guys ever seen the. That's whenever I think of, like, if the Waldron's had a conversation, I think of, like, Zack Snyder, Justice League, the four hour one. I think that's how it would go. Just like, wow, is this a week long movie? What's going on here? It's like I think of uh, the Yak whenever they do like their big specials. So yeah. I love when the Yak does their – Yak is a Barstool kind of radio podcast show. And they'll do these like case races where it's a bunch of adults. They just go and try to finish 12 beers as fast as they can. And they stay recording for like three and a half or four hours just like the – pre the during and then the aftermath where they're all just obliterated and it's the funniest thing ever and i I will watch every second of those specials because you never know what's going to happen um so that hey maybe when we're all 21 like that'll be that'll be something we do we gotta get a vegas wait when do you guys turn to one wait are you 20 yet i am 20 20, right um what is today i have may the fourth fourth be with you yeah um i have a month and 16 days Twenty-one. Yeah. Wow, that's exciting. Very. I'm. I'm gonna be the last one on February, so I got a bit to wait. Oh my god! I'm going to. Uh, I'm no. going to Ireland at the end of the month, so I'll be. Oh yeah. I'll be legal in a different country. That's the cool thing wait, about Canada. Do you know what? Do you know like what? Wait, in May or in July? I'm going in May to Ireland, so I think it's 19 there. If you I'm know he's gonna be there, and oh, he might be there in July. Who? He's going to Ireland? He's going to Ireland. Wow. The whole Vaughn family. That's insane. Had they called ahead? No all way the, they're the going to make it back. All the Mermandos are gone. Oh, my God. That's one of those where they should like call the embassy just a heads up, get their name, info, and like a contact in case something happens. Yeah. You it's going to be a lit time. It's going to be so fun. Yeah, have I'm guys, excited for have you. Have you been, ever been out of the country? Never been out of the country. Wow. Never. Furthest that you've gone to? Furthest far. Well, for the south, uh, farthest west I've been is St. Louis, Missouri. Wow. Isn't it nuts for, like, you are literally, like, 
across the country. You're across the country, and you're further than like people have gone. It's, I mean, that's. I mean, I've actually I've been out west. But so I, I don't know how if Gatlinburg, Tennessee, is farther west than Missouri. I don't think it is. Oh my like, whoa, geography. Yeah. I don't is know. it what? What kind of part of Tennessee? Uh, that's a. I think it's this in the, like the middle, the southern middle. Let's go with Tennessee. Name word. Yeah. Either way, I was over winter break. I did this article for the look. We were talking with our uh, our women's basketball team. We went to California, and I was talking with the coach, and she was saying that like half the team had never been on a plane before. What? And that blew me away because I I mean it, it puts into context for me where I'm like okay I have to remember like in my bubble when I am in Seattle if I want to go somewhere far away not far away but like if i really want to go somewhere and i don't want to take a road trip like flying is just a, a usual like i we flew to boise idaho over a winter break i could have taken the 12 hour ride on in a car but i didn't want to it's 12 hours well yeah, it might be closer to 10 might be closer to 10 is but it, it is boise right there so on the border no it's in the middle of if you're picturing idaho with like so this is Idaho, my hand. Yeah. Great podcasting. Nobody can see my hand, but it's in like the middle, like where my middle finger is in yeah. the palm. Gotcha. It's pretty much in the middle. Um, it's a trek and it's a whole lot of nothing. Talk about a lot darker conversation. What? <laughs> I can't wait to see where this goes. How about, dude, that must have been buzzing around about those murders out there. Yeah, to say the least. Dude, um, was your mom freaking out? Chatting? I don't. I don't think she really was then, because it was so weird how the story. Yeah, too. it was just. A, it was an interesting one. Like I honestly didn't even ask what their reaction was because I think they might Joe have been Berger down there. Got, he got uh, arrested ten minutes from Dude. my buddy Ethan's um, campground. Wasn't it in? It was in. It was in it PA. Was, yeah, it was like tell my buddy's campground's a town messing. Uh, I don't know what. Um, like town that would be I don't know if the town mess up the town I don't know but yeah it was like 10 minutes away and that actually reminds me northern like, like Pennsylvania where the murders like the Idaho happened it's on the border because it was yeah, at the University like, of Idaho right University of Idaho but I think they were going is, isn't it Wazoo right there too yes because so, did so, he go to Wazoo the town was Moscow I know that yes is. and that is the town yeah, right Russian. across so like I have memories. My sister was at Wazoo. She played on the women's hockey team, not varsity. It was a club team, and we they play their games in Moscow. So you'd have to cross the border to Idaho, go play in Moscow, Idaho, which is a town with a whole lot of nothing in it. Um, and then there's the University of Idaho. But another random tangent, fun fact: back when there wasn't a set drinking age in the U.S., that was the sh- connection from University Washington State University to. University of Idaho was the most dangerous highway on in the country because Washington's drinking age was 20 or 21. Idaho's was 18. So all the college kids would drive over the border, get obliterated in Idaho, and try to drive I remember hearing back. about this. And so that strip, there were so many drinking and driving accidents that had there. It became the most dangerous highway in the U.S. Oh, wow. Um, I remember because I, I don't know when this broke. I guess it was over the summer when like it was really, really coming out. I think yeah. I'm trying to think when I first heard I think about he got it. Arrested in the summer. Coburg? Yeah. Yeah. No, because 
in the summer of last year. I think it happened in when the summer of last year, and he got arrested in the fall of this year. In the fall of this year. I so, guess the fall okay, of last so year. okay, all right. So I, I, thought, I thought he was on the run for like what six weeks. It was a while because he made it across the country. Nah, so, but that's so. Here's some uh, not to interject, but my crazy connection, like my best friend, book his. He's in a frat at Penn State, and his. <laughs> Does your microphone do something to you, buddy? I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Punched I'm it. Sorry. His his close frat brother, his dad was is the uh is a chief of police. He's a chief of police in a particular town in Pennsylvania where this guy was arrested. So he filled me in on everything. And so he said that when the original crime ha- happened they were figuring out and figuring out before they released any information. They knew three weeks prior who the guy was. They suspected three weeks prior, and they hawked him the entire way throughout the country. And so, like, I don't know if you guys have seen the videos of him getting stopped by the police because he got stopped by the police like twice on the way over. Yeah, and he like stopped by the, and they stopped him and they were like. Hey, like, what are you doing? And the dad was like, oh, we're just getting food. And the kid was like, oh, we're going across the country. And it was like a very, very awkward, weird thing. And they did it another time. And what um, my buddy was telling me is when they got to, because they wanted to make sure 100%, 100,000% it was this guy. And so when he eventually got to the place in um, PA, they, at night, he would stay up. And he would like go in his trash and pick out everything from that he touched in his DA and he would put it or like his DNA and put it in the trash. And then he would go out with this trash bag and walk it down the street and dump it in other people's trash cans. <coughs> and the police would go and they would wa- they were watching the whole damn time. That's fascinating. That would that would be nuts. That's unreal. I would hate that. Wow. I remember when you first told me that, and I'm like, this is just not real. Like, people are insane. Yeah. That's all I can you say. You guys ever had any murders in your town? Let's <laughs> um, really take this apart. I think there was a murder in the town next to mine. Uh, like, I want to say, like, 2008. But I know two kids that got shot in the face. God, what an idiot question. What am I thinking? That's horrible, dude. Never in Linhood, I can tell you that. <laughs> Although, actually, okay, let's switch this up. I was going to talk about crime. Let's let's get on yeah, to something yeah, else. Yeah, bad question, bad question. Um, They're still with us. It's all right. Yeah, I mean, a fascinating question. Yeah. Like, everyone's probably... Oh, there, right? Everyone... Yeah, they lived in. They lived in they, the face. Are they two, okay? Two kids. Two kids got shot in the face. Okay. Yeah, so um, I'm gonna just I'm looking at the clock here. We are crushing it right now. We're gonna have a new PR for the longest episode. Let's go, take it. So I think we're gonna transition into our favorite part, which is the draft. And there's one thing about the draft, you have to pick the top. So we, I did, I did tell you this yesterday in the. uh, You said a bring. Oh wait, no, that was today. I told you yesterday in the locker room, like I tomorrow you're on the podcast. 24 hours to think of something that we're going to draft at the end of the episode. So, like, so damn this can be as simple or complex as you want. 
So obviously the dojo boys, they're like, hey, we like basketball. We're going to do our all-time starting fives. Or they're just like basketball players, and we turn it into a starting five. Bear out of nowhere, I kind of gave a brief idea of like, oh, you could do like stuff to do on a Sunday. And he was like, I like that. If you do need help, Denise has briefed us with a bunch of topics that she had came up with one day and was like, I'm just going to send these to you one day when someone needs it. You can tap into these. So, so we can go to the Denise a, list. So five, right? No, it doesn't have to be five. It can be as broad or narrow as you please, but we will select five out of them. And honestly, the more broad, the better, so we can get some wild picks yeah. coming out there. It, it is tough. Okay. Okay, so I... This is background to me. I love movies. And with movies, there's a particular I love superheroes. And I think we should do a superhero draft. I like this because this kind of ties into what we talked about last and, time. And I think this we should do. Okay. I, I'm trying to think. So, what superhero should we just say? Any superhero. I think, again, the more broad, the better. If yeah. we can get some out you're, you're of left field takes. One in this draft. Yeah. Oh, I got number one pick? Of course. It's yes. your draft. All right, so I'm gonna do no pressure. Okay. Me, and, me and Fridge also have to play rock paper scissors. We'll do that again. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's a loyal listener. He remembers the rock paper scissors. It's the little things. Well, you gotta make didn't your you pick win first. Time? Of course, I swept them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because apparently you guys didn't know two out of three. Well, I I previously said it before the episode began, and Fridge just didn't. Fridge, you didn't know two out of three. Well, I thought we were just gonna do it quick and just He's say greedy bastard. Yeah. I also was very confident crazy. because I had just won, so I was like, Let, let's go. Okay. Say so you're number one so I can kick his ass real fast. Okay. Yeah. All right, so I'm going off the true and sole thing of Marvel. Uh, let's just go all superheroes in general, yeah. actually. Yes. The true heart and soul of all superheroes, actually. I just changed my pick right there. Right there. We saw it. That You didn't see it. The light bulb went off above his, above his head. True superhero... Unbelievable origin story. Thousands of books and comics made around this man. Wow. What a beautiful, beautiful movie that just came out. We're going to go with Batman. Batman. That's a Bruce Wayne. That's a good because I was probably going to try to sneak him in with my second pick because I thought we'd all go Marvel, first of all. Um, all right. Time to see who goes second. Oh, yeah. I should have clarified that. Yeah. We're going to shoot all superheroes. All superheroes. Okay. Go. All right. With the rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh. See, I won on rock last time twice, so I just went scissors and lost. I'm down 0-1. Who do you owe down? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. <laughs> oh, my God. Two and a In a row sweep. One and one. Unbelievable. Take, take Superman. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I had to get it off the yeah. off the board. Uh, yeah, just the best superhero because it's, it's literally Superman. I guess. Yeah, you could say OG. that. Just, just don't yeah. give him any kryptonite, you know? Yeah, that's true. All right, what do we got for G? I mean, uh, I kind of there's only one way I can go. It's the best superhero in the Marvel movies. It's Captain America. That's oh a great, great answer. God. I was going to try and get the, the number only, two. That is the only one you can take. That I was what I was going to take there. All right, back to mine. When you have Captain America, I mean, it's apples to oranges. It's tomato, tomato. You got to go with the goat alongside him. Tony Stark, yep. Iron Man. That is the right pick. That's yeah. a good pick. That's correct. That's right, right there. I, I said earlier, that's my favorite of the Marvel, probably. Like, not being basic, saying Captain America. Because you like, everyone's supposed to like Captain America. Yeah. 
you love Tony Stark because you don't want to like him. Exactly. And that's why I'm like, I connect with you so hard because you try to be an asshole and I love it. Something about him. Nick. I'll take Thor. Okay. Yep. So we got the big three of Marvel gone. Thor was definitely on my list. But I'm, I'm going to be the first to go out of the blue here. And I said that word intentionally because I'm taking the blue Power Ranger. That gives me so many memories from Halloween as a kid. Don't the even blue Power Ranger. Don't, don't even, Are you kidding me? Against I, Thor. Don't even <laughs> think for a second. Are you kidding me? You just dropped the Jalen Rager again. <laughs> Fuck you, Eagles. But you dropped your five. Could have been your five. So I'm just gonna say right here. Everyone had their Power Ranger phase. Of course. With their highlight phase too, Fridgey. I did. This was before that. This was a prequel. It was probably kindergarten through second grade. I was a Power Ranger every year for Halloween. Anybody who has a soul who was a child. I was the Red uh, Red Ranger. Hell yeah. Two years in a row. See? So I'm going to get some sympathy What's picks. that nit? Actually, I did watch Power Rangers a little. I didn't know about the whole. I, I just, I have pictures of myself in the Red Red Ranger. Do you still have it? No. I have a picture. Probably something. I couldn't fit into it. Yeah, there's probably. I definitely couldn't <laughs> fit into it, yeah. Uh, I thought he was talking about the picture too. No, do you, you have, have the suit a, still? I have Captain that. America's costume. I, I still can fit into Oh, oh, that probably totally threw you off when I said, can you fit into it? Um, I thought, yeah. Um, I stand by that pick. Okay, following that horrible pick, we're going to go with... I mean, we're going to go to a real staple of the Marvel Universe too. Phenomenal movies, multiple actors, multiple comics... For all my lovers of Spider-Man out there, I'm going to go with Spider-Man. That's a great uh, one. That's a really that's good a one. Pick. Yep. It's a great pick. I'm going to go based off of uh, personality on this one. Uh, I'm going to take uh, the Black Panther. Black Panther. Wow. T'Challa. Okay. T'Challa. Phenomenal actor, too. Rest yes. in peace. Right yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I'm, I'm regretting number two being my blue Power Ranger pick. I I wanted to take Spider Man. Like, what do you think about that pick? Uh, I, I'm trying to set the tone. Five. Here. Could have been five. That's I was it. trying to set the tone because it was a bunch of Marvel, DC. I'm trying to go out. I'm, I'm expanding. With what? All right. Disney. <laughs> Universal. No, <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Uh, probably Warner Brothers. Now that I think about it, uh, I just had the name in my head. Who am I gonna pick? Why did I have to go on a tangent? I just lost the name. Oh my god! Lucky you, dude. What we're are gonna you, give you time Marvel to DC. Yeah, Paramount Plus, I guess. <laughs> Disney Plus. Uh, it was Marvel. Is it the big green guy? No, it wasn't. Wow, I am so mad right now. What was I gonna? T- oh, it wasn't even Marvel. It was DC. The Flash. Wow, what a loser! I'm kidding. That's a great pick. That was my next pick. Yeah, yeah his new movie's coming out. Yeah, speaking of and this- the TV show. Great, uh, Barry Allen. Yeah. Uh, yeah that is a really sick origin story, too. Guardians of the Galaxy came out tonight, actually. Ooh, I think was uh, trying to get guys to rally to go. I don't know if they did, but... That actually just... Well... That might be a weekend adventure. That is definitely a weekend adventure. Who knows? Um, okay. So, with my fourth pick here, I... This is hard. Like... Hard. Because I'm trying not to just be basic. I know. That's what I'm As going people for. can tell. I know. That's what I'm... Yeah. Really, you we can tell now. Okay. Well, I have three different uh, Marvel, Warner Brothers, pick. DC. I have the greatest pick next. So Please take it. Okay. My girlfriend, I'm probably sleeping on the couch tonight. 
I'm gonna have to go with Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow. What's Ooh, it got yep. Great pick. She yeah. came to my head too. I mean, she brings people to the theater. Probably a lot of creeps too. Probably <laughs> trench coats. Trench coats, creeps. Yeah. Um, but I mean, phenomenal superhero. Yeah. Superhero. Great job, Scarlett. She just is great. Yeah. So Scarlett, if you're listening to this, just know Wyatt is your number one fan. And we'd love to have you on the show. We would. Sorry, Emily yes. Calabrese. Please tell me you didn't listen this far. So okay, what do sorry you if you did. What do you got in one pick? Uh Deadpool. Oh. Yep. Sick pick. It's a sick pick. Are That's you top kidding tier. me? What is great oh. pick? But it all started from me thinking of someone completely different, but in the same universe. Okay. But completely different, and then it got to somebody else, and then I was like, Oh, how am I not thinking of Deadpool? Wow. All right. All right. I am gonna go with another female superhero, one that I talked about recently on the pod i've mentioned the show it's gonna be starlight from the boys oh my god i didn't yeah. even think of that that's another one so she is i mentioned the boys is like a bunch of anti-heroes and she's the anti-hero who has a brain where she was a part of this group and she's like yo something messed up is going on i'm gonna try to like work against it wait you watched that you watched i did over the summer why have we never talked about this? So I told Nick that you showed me the show last year. We watched like the first two episodes. Yes. And I remembered it. We just we never went on from there. I don't know yeah. what happened. But over the summer, I saw it on Amazon Prime, and I was like, "This actually was like pretty interesting." I'm gonna start it from the beginning, and I got hooked. So Are I watched. You kidding me? All, all three it? seasons. Do you and love season it? Season four is coming up, right? Yeah, it's coming up. So yes, to answer your question, I loved. It. Do you love season three? Season three. I thought season two was better. Yes, season two was better. Season three wasn't. Did you like um? Who's the guy? Who's the main villain in this in the third season? In the third, wasn't it uh? It was Star or not Star Gazer? Um, that's Corbin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who is it? Uh, it's uh, it's the main uh. He's literally. I'm literally, literally looking at his character. face. I'm looking at his face. It's the Superman of this universe. Yes. yes. Um, I'm looking this up. I'm furious right now. What are you guys saying? It's the... Star Boy? Farm Boy? Uh, star it's boy. something Star. Star, not Star Lord. Oh, it's American Boy? No. Gold Dust? Homelander. 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 So Homelander. I thought the way that they, they've kept... This is going to be my movie nerd in me. The way that they've kept his character, the writing on like his character arc, I love how like in the end of the first, not spoiler alert, but like suggestion if you want to watch this, like just tune out for a little bit. The way that, that at the end of the first season, they kind of set him up where they're going to keep him alive, but he's going to have a, a decreased role and he's so fake in the second season and he hates it. And he like gets the connection with the true hero of the second season starts to just like really show get his true colors back and then the third season he's back being the biggest dick on the planet oh my god when he took the kid too oh mm. great show when but they killed like the, the storm front the nazi dude that was wild that was sick i loved it i loved it they just obliterated her she was horrible not even that like when i loved her as a character because like 
the way that she gets introduced and you're like, oh, you're awful. Like, I am I know I'm supposed to hate you. Yeah. And then the more you find out about it, you're like, yeah. what Yeah, the? thank God. Like, oh my God, they give me a reason to hate her even more. This it, is awesome. Not even that. It was like, this character is sick. Like, yeah. the idea sick of it. Oh my God. The Boys, great show. Highly recommend it. Again, it's a little bit out there, but I highly recommend it. So all that is to say, Starlight, my number Starlight, four pick. Starlight, number four. Starlight. Okay. With my fifth pick here, my final pick, I'm going to go out kind of something a little bit different. It's coming back soon. So all these former fans you might have grown up with in your childhood a little bit, Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. One. Okay, Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The stretchy guy. Bear. Yep. Bear brought up uh, Silver Surfer. He did. That's Fantastic Ooh, Four. Yeah. We had no idea about him. I, I forgot what he was from. I had no idea about him. The thing, Mr. Flame. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Flame. Oh, yeah, that was crazy, man. Yeah. All right, what do we got here? Uh, you guys both took females. I'm going to take a female also. Give me the Scarlet Witch. Oh. That's going to so off my team. I I, and I think she's the most powerful out of everybody. I think I was, she is, too. I, well, she is. I was questioning if she was a hero. That's why, because I was, I was thinking about taking her, but at the end she of Doctor really? Strange, she's the main villain of yeah. that movie. What did, what did he do to wrong her? I know, but then she eventually... She's okay. She's the villain, but is she also the hero because of what she does? She's, just, she's yeah. not gonna let people is she just coming, walk all over is she her. coming back? Oh yeah, she'll be back. No way she died, especially Disney. No way she. Yeah, died. I haven't seen the movies. I just know that she's you don't kill extremely all powerful. Yeah, WandaVision. WandaVision. Well, yeah. she's the one where I loved that movie because you're actually terrified of her because you terrified. see the true power that she brings when she's going through. Uh, I guess I, I shouldn't talk about that scene for Marvel fan. Everyone, if you're a Marvel fan, you've seen this movie. Yeah, Never yeah, mind. Yeah, but when she's going through in the multiverse and they go up against the Fantastic Four and she just pommels them, yeah. walks right she over them. She looks at one guy she's like, yeah, what mouth do you have? And he's like, shut it. He's like, Phew. And he doesn't have a mouth and, yeah. then, oh, and then he's screaming and he kills himself. Yeah, um, nuts. Again, just showed how overall as a villain in that sense she was terrifying but I think whoa you're shaking your head understatement she was horrifying okay. it was like that like the director made it into a horror film when it was supposed to be like kid friendly I think that's why I loved it yeah it's uh, 100% why I loved yeah, it that is yeah because yeah. literally like the one scene was her being Carrie where she walked uh, in and she had like the stuff on her face it was all like bloody I was like this is a Carrie nod and I loved it and there was also a Shining reference in there, too. Uh, my final superhero. Mr. Irrelevant. Let me hear him. Mr. Irrelevant is actually going to be Mr. Incredible. Oh, I thought as soon as I said Mr. Mr. Fantastic, I thought of Mr. Incredible. So I was going to take Buzz Lightyear. That's my honorable mention. Cool. Because Undrafted uh, free agent. Yeah, because Cole made the point in our animated characters draft. I think he he was like, "How have none of you taken Buzz Lightyear?" But is he a superhero or is he just a? Uh, That's why I, I leaned against taking him because Mister mm. Incredible is true, definitely, superhero. truly a superhero. Uh, so let's round off. What are our final teams? Let's start with why you had the number one pick. You had a very very solid draft. Uh, with Batman, uh, Iron Man, Dynamic uh, Duo, and then I got. Well, I, I also had Scarlett Johansson, Mr. Fantastic, and your last pick was kind of out there too. Who was my? It was my middle. It was my third round pick. 
Uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yo, come on. How can you forget him? Who do I have? I have that's a super... big three right there. That's, that's a great... Yeah. A, I think everyone had a great draft, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with the superheroes, it's, man. Yeah, it's, they're all super. Um, <laughs> I had, what, Superman followed by... Was it T'Challa? Was it? Yeah. Yes. Black Panther. That was my second? Black no, Panther. I, think was, I thought that was my third. No, your second was Thor. Thor. Was Thor. Yes, Thor. Black Panther. Black, Black Panther. Panther. Uh, Woman was mixed in there. Deadpool. Deadpool. Oh, that was such a sleeper. Deadpool was a really good one. All right, then what we got for Fergie? So I had Captain America, the blue Power Ranger, not the black, not the red, not the yellow, not the pink, the blue Power Ranger. I also went with The Flash, Starlight, and Mr. Incredible. So talk about diversity. Yeah, I could have been basic. I could have been DC, Marvel, all these well-known characters. I dug deep. I really searched through my mind to find some of these out-of-the-blue characters. So that's going to be my pitch for my draft. I still think I did way better than ZT with his all-time oh NBA God, team. ZT. I think he definitely racks among the worst draftees so far. That's going to be iconic. Like how no, bad that was. down there. It's, I mean, we've had, what now? This is our fourth, fifth episode? It's our fifth episode. It's our fifth episode. That means we've had five drafts. Um, and you are our fourth guest. We're really our fifth. So yeah. Seventh, eighth is Lenny and uh, Schneider. Schneider. So yeah, it was an iconic episode. Out of all the drafts, I think it was actually had the circus come in there. We remember did. that, and you also you got to listen to it live, like you were there in the I, dojo. I on the wall. love how there's the bio too because um I was going through it and actually to start the episode I was like, are you kidding me? Who's gonna be this? <laughs> That's one of my favorite things to do is the timestamps where I'm just like kind of writing down what we talk about and it shows how many tangents we go on yeah where we oh i don't know what's this gonna be this is gonna be a great one like i think this was a very it was a two-sided it was like one wholesome yeah it was very motivating yeah and it was hilarious at moments so this is the entire gamut this is the content that we wanted to have so thank you very much for joining us, we, it was our pleasure to have you in the lab. Dude, this was awesome. We've been we've been talking about having you in here for a while. Yeah, you're, you've been like one of our go to like f- crap. Who do we need on the pot? Let's sex why? Let's see. Yeah. Let's see it wasn't even that. It's like we need, like we knew the conversation would be awesome. Like it was, and it was. So wow, boys, again, I, yeah, I, thank you. I couldn't thank you enough for the invite, and I couldn't thank you enough for a phenomenal conversation, boys. I have a feeling that this is not going to be the last time that we hear from you. You'll be on the show. We'll have a part two with you. Oh, maybe yeah. maybe we'll slide to your place one of these days. Oh. Hector special. Get a Hector special. We will get some yeah. intense debates going. Oh my god, you got your house is filled. I'll with show debates. you a video of this about a debate between these two horror films, and yeah, we uh, we definitely have a clown carnival. I don't know what you want to call it over there, but it's going on over there right now. Whatever it is, we just need to stick a microphone in the middle and hit the record button. Oh yeah, yes, sir. Even a little taste for the viewers. It's, it, it's a lot. They're gonna love it, and I hope that they loved this episode. Now is the time where we shout out our favorite artist, music creator on the planet, Nick. Shout out, Jules. Have a great night, everybody. Shout out, Jules. Shout out, Jules. We'll see you next time. I'll be up in the club. I won't come down because I'll be too faded. Everybody want to walk that talk. Want to talk that talk like we 
made it. But they all gon' cap. Swear to God, I'll make the money right back. Bitches be tripping, don't know how to act. He just be singing, don't know how to rap. I really be running this shit like I'm Owen. She like a wave, I'm loving her motion. It's like I'm sipping straight up on the potion. Water be dripping, it feel like and the ocean. I know that I'm different, cause I'm from the other side. She's saying that she want me, girl, that's capping, girl, you fine. Everything I ever did, all I do is right. You can never say it, cause you switched the bang you lie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just switch up bang you lie. Yeah, I be stargazing, I be up in the clouds. But I won't come down, cause I be too faded. Everybody wanna walk that talk, wanna talk that talk like we made it. But they all gon' catch, swear to God, I'll make the money right back. Bitches be tripping, don't know how to.